0: Hello, welcome to the show folks, Sunday fun day. let's get into it, we have the big matchup today, the Chiefs hosting the Dallas Cowboys, that's the game everyone's going to be talking about, so we'll get to that a bit later on, but first let's get through the rest of these one o'clock games and uh, thoughts on how to approach it betting wise, uh, DFS, and we'll uh, move right along. First off. Big news of the day that we're still waiting on. Lamar Jackson. Nobody knows what the status is. 50-50 that he plays. If he doesn't play, Trace McSlurley is the backup for the Ravens. Obviously, huge downgrade to the Ravens offense if Lamar doesn't play. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. Uh, From a DFS standpoint, I'm on Lamar, so I'm very much interested in how this news lands because that means I'll have to play even more of uh Mahomes or Dak Prescott or maybe I shift to some uh prepare myself with some Joe Burrow plays or Josh Allen but you know I'm keeping a very small pool of quarterbacks uh, this week just because I don't see that many guys with the upside it's like outside of the names I just mentioned I don't really see anyone else being in that same stratosphere so I'm not gonna get too cute with it in terms of uh these builds so if lamar doesn't play i'm pretty much going to be taking the ravens off the board uh and i was interested in rashad bateman at 4500 uh definitely interested in mark andrews at six uh six uh, k because it's a pivot off of what it's going to be a lot of travis kelsey being played and uh yes you could also play dalton schultz if you're playing dak Prescott. Uh, in that later window obviously I'm jumping ahead but you know Andrews was going to be the pivot off of some of those more popular plays today and you know if Lamar doesn't play it, it just becomes a huge deal now obviously this line moved as well it was six and a half now we're down to five and you know Uh, to me it's just you can't bet it right now uh you without knowing Lamar's status because realistically Lamar not being in that Ravens offense because it is so geared towards Lamar and it's such a specific skill set that honestly that is in of itself probably especially being on the road that's that's the equivalent of a four points for winning in my opinion so to me it, it it's not as though I want to bet on Justin Fields and the Bears offense because the Bears are just brutal. No Allen Robinson today. I think it's easier to shut down Daryl Mooney. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of action from the Bears offense. So to me, this—if uh, we don't have Lamar, we could find ourselves in the position where I'm playing Bears defense. And maybe I'm playing David Montgomery because I'm expecting a lot of punts, and Montgomery's just going to get the volume anyway, just to get different at the running back spot. But I'm not on Montgomery right now, so you know I may not even go there. But that's just something to kind of think about on uh, what's uh, what you what you kind of uh, uh, you have to expect with these. Uh, uh, with these uh, uh, situations when you're pivoting. So to me, I'm, I'm not going to go too crazy on, uh, I'm not going to go too crazy on this game. If we, if we don't get the Lamar news that we want, I I really feel nervous about this Ravens game. The more I keep talking about, I still think he plays. It's just a little bit disconcerting, uh, that if we've gotten up to this point, and they're still saying it's 50-50 because it's not COVID-related. It just seems like there's a massive flu outbreak on the Ravens. So it's not just Lamar. It's the fact that there could be other dudes on this squad that are feeling under the weather and not getting talked about, and then the Ravens just struggle uh, to play with the Bears, even though the Bears' defense has been pretty shoddy with uh, – Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, uh, being in and out of the lineup constantly. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not gung ho on the bears, but I'm getting significantly less enamored with the Ravens. So, uh, this, uh, this seems to be a spot where maybe cooler heads will prevail. I'm not going to push uh, folks into this game, um, given the current status though. So, uh, you know, if we don't, if, if there's not and we should get word 90 minutes before lock anyway but uh you know since i'm recording this early morning as it stands if lamar's not playing just don't just don't get too crazy with it uh that's just uh that's just what uh i i would uh, suggest at this point moving on we got cleveland hosting detroit Detroit, no Jared Goff. This is one of the few things that I would say would be an upgrade, except the the replacement is Tim Boyle or Jim Boyle or whatever Boyle you want to say his name is. It's not even worth mentioning what his actual name is. I think I got it right the first time around with Tim Boyle, but no one cares. Somehow, Detroit actually has a worse backup than... uh, Pretty much every other team in the league. I don't understand how an organization can be this poorly run, but you've got a Browns team desperately needing a win, nine and a half point favorites. It's the line went up to thirteen during the week uh, with the golf news. I I think if you didn't get it early, you're you're stuck because I. I don't necessarily like going too far into these uh, these large line games, even though they're at home, because the the Browns have been struggling enough as is that you shouldn't be putting that much stock into having confidence with them. What I will say is you can probably throw this one into some teasers if you want and just bet it down a little bit further in terms of uh, uh, covering the line. But. To me, this is a Nick Chubb game and Brown's defense, and that's about it. I don't want to play Brown's passing game because they should be up. I don't see how Detroit keeps this one close. Uh, I know some folks will want to play DeAndre Swift uh, in DFS. Uh, obviously, regular fantasy, uh, you would play him um, even in the come uh, comeback script. I just don't like anything else from this game. To me, this is just one of those games where you just kind of move on, uh, don't get too cute. So we're going to do that. Uh, yeah, if you didn't hit the line early for Cleveland, tease it. But, you know, I'm not taking it at a, at a two-touchdown clip. It's just they're not playing well enough to justify that, uh, even as bad as the Lions are. Next up, Green Bay traveling to Minnesota. Packers two and a half point favorites mainly because Aaron Rodgers in addition to owning the Bears he owns the Vikings too uh listen the Packers have been doing a number on the Vikings for many years now with Rodgers under center I know that there's no Aaron Jones but honestly I think the Packers offensive line AJ Dillon solid enough it's not that Big of a loss, in my opinion, uh, to be perfectly honest. So, yes, the line uh, did shift as the week has gone along. So, uh, it's now Packers minus one uh, when it started at two and a half for picks, pools taking Packers, for regular picks taking the Packers. I just think the Packers win this game. Uh, realistically, this would need to be a massive game from Kirk Cousins for the Vikings to win. Uh, because while Dalvin Cook should put up numbers today against the Packers' run defense, he's usually had pretty good performances, the Vikings still need Kirk Cousins to put up a 300-yard game against this Packers' offense, in my opinion, because the Packers should be able to score on this Vikings' defense. I I, I look at this as a game where the Vikings need to be put up... Uh, numbers it, it's just the bottom line is that uh it's it's more of a uh it's more of an indictment that that you know the vikings still are you know kinda in this weird uh place where they're there's they're a good team but they don't really seem to have anything else to take the next step and realistically uh it's got to be a better play from cousins i, I mean it, it's just that simple i just don't really see that much coming out of this that uh it, it, it we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a, l- a lot more out of um uh, a lot more out of uh uh the vikings offense so to me I'm not as crazy about this one uh because you kinda need uh you kinda need uh, uh pricing wise for DFS standpoint uh you've got both Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson priced way up so uh Devonte Adams is 8400 Justin Jefferson's 8100 I mean knowing what we know that their price at or higher than the uh, players in the Dallas KC game, it's harder to get behind paying up for Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson this week. Not saying that I'm not doing it because I, I still have a build with those two in there going up against each other. I would almost rather pay down slightly to get uh, Adam Thielen around 70k. Uh, and then play some major but it's to me I just don't see the ceiling out of these guys that I uh see in other spots so it's a harder game for me to get that excited about I think they play each other relatively decent tough I don't see complete shootout to me this feels like a 30-27 game and yes I know that sounds like oh, it's a fifty-seven total. Dwayne. way you you're saying it's gonna shoot, yes, they're they're responsible. It's like I don't see a massive concentration of offense on certain guys. I I think it kind of gets spread out a, a bit more in that fashion. So to me, like I I don't necessarily see Adam Aaron Rodgers peppering Devontae Adams uh completely in the offense. I think it gets spread out a bit more. On the Viking side, I could see, you know, even someone like a Tyler Conklin, who's been priced up in recent weeks at 3,900 at tight end, I could see Conklin getting in the mix offensively. I just, I don't necessarily see a, uh, just a lock on everyone getting concentration um, in terms of, uh, of the offensive workflow. Uh, So, to me, uh, betting-wise, I know that with the line here, uh, we were looking at essentially a 47 spread. Like, I like the over. I'll I'll say that. It's like, I like the over because it was only a 47. I think this game scores in the 50s. I'm just not as sold on this uh, being the game to go to because the pricing wise from DFS standpoint, it's, you're not getting that much of a savings off of the KC Dallas game. That, like, that's just me being perfectly honest. It, it, you are, you are kind of paying up in, in certain spots. So, um, I have some interest, but I'm not going to go too crazy over it. Next up Houston going to Tennessee. Uh, man, this one's rough. <laughs> Uh Tennessee favored by ten. I mean, low total, only forty-four. I mean, what are we really getting out of this? Uh, you know, it's just a bad Houston team, a Titans team that is Yes, no Derrick Henry, but they're still demonstrably better than Houston, uh, Donta Foreman is the only wild card in this mix because Jeremy McNichols is out for the Titans. Dante Foreman's only 4,900. Uh, should get some decent workload. Adrian Peterson's still around, but, you know, hasn't really shown us that much. I'm not going to go fully committed on the Dante Foreman trade. Uh, yes, it's technically what we would call a revenge game against his former team that drafted him in, in the Texans, but, you know... I think the Texans issues would stem more from them sucking than Dante Foreman being good. But I do think Foreman makes a ton of sense for DFS if you're playing the Dallas KC game because it saves you enough money so that you can start stuffing in a few more pieces and get some of the studs in that game as well. So, uh, not not going to go too crazy uh, uh, looking at other guys to this one. I actually do like Marcus Johnson at on the Titans for thirty five hundred. Again, a, a salary piece. It has been getting more targets uh, in recent weeks, so it makes sense. I'm not asshole on paying up for AJ Dillon at seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. Uh, I I believe he was coming in, uh, uh right around seventy two hundred on FanDuel. I would rather like, and this was one of those things where. You kind of have to look at sometimes with the price difference between the websites. I love A.J. Brown on FanDuel because technically everyone is uh, about the same price or higher at the skill position at wide receiver when you compare their DK price to FanDuel, except for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown got priced down on FanDuel as opposed to uh, DK. I like A.J. Brown because it, when you're having to pay Uh, a significantly higher price tag uh, on FanDuel for some of the skill position players Uh, Brown comes in at a decent discount but outside of that uh, yeah not too much to speak of on the Houston side I'm really tired of chasing Brandon Cook so I'm not going to Uh, I don't think you necessarily need the run back uh, to be honest in this one Just because the Texans don't really do enough on their own to warrant it. Uh, Next up, in the uh, going to Buffalo, weathers uh, good up here in the Northeast. So Carson Wentz has an opportunity to put up numbers here. Uh, Bills favored by seven, uh, uh, 49 total. I think we get another potential shootout here. And... You got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. No one's really talking about it, but the cold secondary is not very good. I kind of like this spot. And to be honest, the more I look at it uh, and the less I'm getting any kind of feedback on Lamar Jackson I think the pivot to me is uh, just play more Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs uh, to be perfectly blunt then on the indie side you've got Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman uh yeah play Pittman Naheem Hines uh I I have a bunch of other running back plays but Hines is certainly in the mix uh for DFS if you want and for regular fantasy I like Hines because I expect the Colts to be behind and the Colts are going to dump the ball off the Hines. So while yes, you're obviously going to play Jonathan Taylor in regular fantasy. I'm not saying no. I do think Naheem Hines makes sense as a flex play uh, in that regard. So, uh, you know, I, I expect points in this game. Uh, I'll be perfectly, but uh, I will have dollar exposure to Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs as well. Uh, just because it. It, it will get me slightly different. And if I'm not playing, uh, Allen and Diggs, I'll have some Diggs exposure as well. Um, in the, uh, the, uh, the bottom line is that it, it becomes, all right. So I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, another game that we can cross off jets hosting Miami. I don't know what people are doing. I, I know the Jets' defense is terrible, but I don't understand this whole Tua Tagovailoa situation where everyone's trying to jam in Tua, I, like, as a pivot. It, the Dolphins' offense has not warranted anything to give that level of consideration to, given the other games on this slate. I'm point blank. I, I, I don't get this. I don't get it. Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites. This over... This line is 44 points. I don't understand how people think this game's hitting the 50s. I I, I don't. I, I know the Jets' defense has been bad, but Miami's offense is nothing to uh, even pass muster. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Tua, he's, he's been better, but it's still, not, like, yes, they got the win over the Ravens. Shocking basically everyone including me, which was very hurtful in terms of the wallet, uh, in terms of builds. But that was mostly the Dolphins' defense, not their offense. And Tua came uh, pinch hitting uh, because uh, Brissett got hurt. Uh, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, you can play Walla at 5,600, but, man, it, there's just, there's nothing here. I, like, I'm sorry. I tr- I tried making this game work. Projections wise, like I try to make sense of it. I don't understand how people ended up on this game. Cross this game off your list. I'm just saying it. I I, I am. I hope you do too. Don't bet it. Don't because the Jets can win this game. I, I would not be shocked that the Dolphins be, uh, come off of that big win against the Ravens and lay an egg here in New York. Would not shock me in the slightest. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just saying it right now. And if they lose this game, this pretty much confirms. Uh every everyone's uh, deep suspicious that Tua may not be the guy for Miami long term. Uh we'll see. But I I don't like this game at all. Next up. Another game I I, I hated. Uh Philly hosting uh, the Saints. Uh Philly I mean they, they're favored uh by 3 and they should be because Trevor Simeon got the nod again for the Saints. I don't understand this. How does Taysom Hill get the bag of money from Sean Payton? And then when Jameis goes down, Taysom Hill still does not see the field as the starting QB. I I want someone to actually justify this one. Because to me, this is one of the most absurd things I've ever come across. There is no chance. That Trevor Simeon should still be starting games for the Saints. If Trevor Sim, if, uh, if 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 Taysom Hill is cleared from concussion protocol, there is no justifiable reason Taysom Hill uh, should not be starting. If he got the money in the offseason. someone has to explain this one to me. If Taysom Hill was favored to win the starting job over Jameis to begin the year, loses out to Jameis. Jameis goes down. How is Taysom Hill not the backup and the presumed starter, and, and Trevor Simeon instead takes over the role? Unless something went horribly wrong and Sean Payton effed up royally, which I said it this many times that Taysom Hill is not a starting level QB. I've said this multiple times. You guys know this from looking at the past episodes. But Sean Payton was the guy who kept saying we were all idiots and that we didn't understand the true potential of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill not being the starter. Kind of validates everything we've been banging on Sean Payton about. So I don't want to hear it. Like to me, like someone has to put the hard question to Sean Payton: How the hell is Taysom Hill not starting if he was in the uh, quarterback competition for Jameis to begin the year? This is very simple. And you know my stance on Jalen Hurts: too inconsistent throwing the ball to be relevant. Decent. He's going up against a good defense. I don't like this spot for Jalen Hurts. And his inaccuracy. This line's only forty-two. Crossing this game off. Just crossing it off. Uh, Like you can play the defense. You can play both defenses in this game, and and just to get different, and and go from there. Uh, But I I just don't have interest. I uh, like I don't care about the Miles Sanders being back in the mix. Fantasy wise, Philly wasn't running the ball anyway. Uh, You know, no Alvin Kamara. Like this game's a mess. Yeah, people are gonna play Mark Ingram. Okay, dude, like, great. It's like, it's a, there's no ceiling there. It's like, this game's a mess. Let's go. Um, uh, San Francisco at Jacksonville. Another straightforward game. Uh, San Fran, six and a half point favorites. I'm betting the 49ers here. Uh, we know Jacksonville's terrible. Jeff Wilson gets the nod at uh, the running back spot uh, due to injury. Uh, Loading up on Jeff Wilson. I'm just going for it. Take Jeff Wilson, take uh, take San Fran D. Don't get cute, and we move on. It, like to me, yes. Could you play Kittle? Could you play Debo Samuel? Yeah, but those guys are priced up on both sides, and even as a pivot, I don't think they get enough volume to make it worthwhile as a pivot. Uh, to me, this is one of those where it's just like the other games are strong enough of a play that you don't need to do it. And to me, Jeff Wilson's 5,100. You can play 49 defense as a stack to go with him. I don't see Jacksonville scoring, and I can see Jacksonville turning the ball over because Urban is still going to do some wonky play calling for, uh, here and there uh, uh, to put him, uh, put his team in a bad spot. So to me, I like San Fran's defense. I, lo- I love Jeff Wilson in this spot against a Jacksonville defense that uh, can give up yardage on the ground. Uh, just like I said, I, I'm trying to keep this as straightforward as possible because to me, it's not worth it uh, when you uh, when you've got a, a, a team that gives up 360 yards per game. Uh, like, give me the opposing running back if if we're going up against a team that's going to give up that many yardage uh, on the ground. Uh, because, uh, yes, they can throw the ball. San Fran can throw the ball, but. It makes far more sense just to pound the rock and wait for Jacksonville to fold. Uh, Washington uh, going to Carolina. Cam is reunited with Panthers fans, people. Uh, I mean, here's the problem. Cam still doesn't know this new playbook, apparently. So, PJ Walker is still likely to be starting most of the snaps of this game. Panthers favored by three. This game's another ugly one. 43 total. I don't see Washington scoring, Tr- Taylor Heineke has been what we thought he was not a very good QB, uh, still no Fitz magic. I-, I, I don't want any part of this game. Uh, we can play Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey's eighty nine hundred, 900, not getting any attention. You can play Christian McCaffrey t- uh, this week, folks and not get any exposure uh, from the mainstream media, um, y- you know, let's go. Uh, like, this this is a spot where you can play Christian McCaffrey, and we get a little bit different. We get a little bit different by playing some Christian McCaffrey. I'm not prioritizing him, but I think you can get him in builds, and it's not that hard. So, uh, if, if you use the, the, uh, the budget guys uh, correctly. So... There are ways to get to Christian McCaffrey in DFS this week, and it's not the craziest thing. And you can play uh Panthers defense. It, so it's like another v- variation of the 49ers play with Jeff Wilson. I, I think he's going to get a ton of uh, volume uh, because they can't throw the ball either. So th- there you go. Uh, Cincy, it, as we get to the four o'clock game, Cincy at the Raiders. Uh, I mean, since he's slight favorite, like a point favorite, I don't know what to make of the Raiders uh, because, uh, this line's at 50. I think since he's the better team, but man, I hate their coach. I think Zach Taylor is a terrible head coach point blank. The, the Cincy team should be better. I say this about the Chargers too. The Chargers should be better. Uh, you know, these teams keep getting passes while having excellent QBs in their second year. And they're still not putting up the, the, uh, the juice that they should since he should be better than where they are. They're better than the Raiders. They should win this one easily. I will parlay this with, uh, playing, uh, since he and the chargers together and, and kind of move on from there. I don't necessarily think it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I'll play some Joe Mixon. uh, I'll play some Joe Burrow and, and stack it with uh, Jamar Chase. But I'm not going to go too crazy with this one because since he, again, has been inconsistent and they don't really seem to have a complete I- uh, idea of what they want to do offensively. And that's part of the problem. They have the talent, but they don't really seem to know how to maximize it. Uh, game the game and they just kind of do a lot of individual plays. I don't see a whole lot of overall cogent thought process in terms of their philosophy, which is part of the reason why I get on Zach Taylor because he was supposed to be the offensive guru, and I feel like a lot of the times uh, the Bengals just do individual outplays rather than the scheme actually working itself out to create advantages for the offense. So, uh, as I said, this seems to be a lot more player-driven than anything else. Um, but no interest in anything from the Raider side, which is why I'm not as gung ho about this game. But I'll have some cincy pieces, but maybe maybe a sprinkle or two of Darren Waller, uh, maybe some Hunter Renfro. But I'm not going to go crazy over this one. Uh, just being perfectly honest uh, with you folks, uh, you know, in full transparency, you know, so sometimes there are games where you can uh, you you can uh, try to uh, do something uh, a bit different but uh, I, I don't think you need to go too crazy with uh, uh, roster construction uh, on this slate uh, just you know you don't need to go there and that that that's uh where I, I would kind of stress I mean just in terms of what you get from the Raiders it's just they just don't bring anything to the table, in my opinion. So I, I'm I'm not assholed on it. We get the, the other matchup before we get into our main main event of the day. You got uh, Seattle hosting Arizona. No Kyler Murray again, most likely. Uh, it's almost a guarantee Kyler Murray's not playing. DeAndre Hopkins has already been ruled out, so it's another Colt McCoy game. Russell Wilson didn't look good last week. I'm just not on this game. Uh, to me, this seems like a trap spot in terms of let's try to make something work. And to me, there's no point in trying to make it work. So I'm not gonna force. I'm not gonna force it. it, it, it to me, like this is just one of those games where you need to. You you need you need to kind of exercise some caution in terms of trying to force something that isn't there. Uh, we don't really see anything in Seattle's offense that resembles anything that looks like it's on track. Uh, they were rough last week in uh, Russell's return, but they were rough before he got hurt. It, it, it's just not, it's just nothing there. Um, and in Arizona, yeah, you can play James Conner. Yes, they could dump off the the ball, but I know Seattle's weak against running backs. But I'm I'm not necessarily I I don't get too caught up with James Conner games. I I know he's 6100, but to me, I don't need to force it. I just don't need to do it uh, uh, from that perspective. So, um, not gonna go crazy. So let's just get into it. Dallas, KC, uh. You know, oh, and just in terms of the betting side, um, Arizona, you know, they were favored, but now the line shifted back to Seattle as it should. Uh, But I'm just, I don't trust Seattle enough either to bet three points. Uh, It's just, it's not a good spot. So that's why I didn't even bring it up, uh, the line. But uh, it's just kind of a mess, to be perfectly honest. Dallas, KC. No Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. Big deal. Um, with Tyron Smith in the lineup, the Cowboys have been an elite offense. Without Tyron Smith, they've been an average offense. Uh, they can't run the ball. They have trouble pass blocking. Now, the Chiefs aren't going to be able to push the issue, really, in my opinion, because the defense has been that bad. But Steve Spagnuolo is still going to put blitz pressure on them. So I don't necessarily like it from a Dallas run standpoint. I do think Dak can still get get it done through the air. Uh, with deep passes and yes you got cd lamb but pricing wise you're looking at this matchup you got cedric wilson at 3200 you got um michael gallup at 4200 and they both can smash this chief's defense they 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 know how to they've experienced enough to get themselves open in good spots i definitely think you can easily stack um gallup and wilson together and play kc because you can play Kelsey at 7,100 and Tyreek at 8,200 and still play Wilson and Gallup. But to me, this is what I was talking about. Don't necessarily overthink it. If you're just looking, you're not you're not going to be that different. I can already tell you, like, you're not going to be that different from uh, the folks uh, uh, who play at high volume like me. So don't think you're you're, you're going to be that much different. But if you want that floor and just to be in the green on DraftKings, to me, the safest route you could go would be playing Mahomes uh, with, uh, you can play both Kelsey and Hill. There's a way to make it, get it done. I've already mentioned the plays where you got a Donta Foreman, you got a Jeff Wilson. They're so cheap that you can make it work. And then if you play Wilson and Gallup, like you've already got the lineup. Like you've like I've already said too much, but it's like it's that straightforward this week because of this game that we can play it now. I know some folks are going to say, "Well, what about Zeke? What about Zeke? Zeke is still the second best uh, running back on his own team. It it, it doesn't matter, like what he, you say about Zeke, Zeke." Literally, only puts up numbers in a very specific game script. He needs to be in a spot where, you know, there's just not much going on, and he just gets it on the go. Like he just doesn't. He doesn't have any breakaway speed. He he doesn't do anything out of the ordinary that honestly gets you there. So, from my perspective. You can just kind of cross off Zeke and and, and move on. It, it, it to me, you don't need to force in Zeke. It, it, it it's actually a n- more of a negative play forcing in Zeke for no uh no good reason in, in my opinion. Because uh, there 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 are other ways of kind of going about it, and you don't need to. You, you just don't need to go there. It, it, it's just that simple, to be honest with you. Um. You know, you don't need to force it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. It, it's, uh, as I said, it's pretty straightforward in terms of the build uh, this week uh, overall uh, on the main slate. And in terms of the betting, I like, I I was very much on Dallas before I got the Tyron Smith news. Now without Tyron Smith, uh, you know, Chiefs, Only is still being, the line hadn't moved. It's still Chiefs with minus two and a half. I was very much on the Dallas side. I thought Dallas could go in there and win outright. Now without Tyron Smith, this kind of leans back towards the Chiefs winning this game. And we're going to get points out of this one regardless. I just like the fact that uh, I could get different with Dallas. You know, it, it just, it just doesn't look like a, it's uh, the that habit, but it's like, you know, we've seen the Chiefs kind of come up small, small in so many spots, too. So that's the craziest thing in the world is still back Dallas. I just think that it's far more likely the Chiefs just take care of business now without Tyron Smith. So that's just the way I look at it. Uh, Sunday night football, Chargers, Steelers, Chargers. Uh, the line has moved up to six points. Now we're getting into territory because so many guys on the Steelers are out sick, on, especially on the defense chargers offense has been underwhelming I, I i said this last week in my rant it, the chargers have been such a disappointment they've been the biggest disappointment in my opinion probably even more than the chiefs because uh, it's just they it's laid out for them and they're not taking advantage of it uh again they get another gift spot they should be able to handle this uh Steelers team so we'll we'll talk about uh we'll talk about that later tonight when I do the showdown uh preview but Chargers should handle the Steelers tonight at home and it's going to be a Steelers crowd by the way so if it sounds like a Steelers uh home game because of the cheering for here we go Steelers here we go it's because the Chargers have no fans but it's going to be a Steelers home game in terms of the crowd like just prepping you in advance it's in LA and it will be a home game for the Steelers. Um, But we'll get into it. Of course, my Giants are on tomorrow night against Tampa. We got the whole Antonio Brown situation. I'll get into that one tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to go fully in depth, but needless to say, I think Tampa wins that one. But we'll we'll, we'll break that one down a little bit further. Uh, for now, we'll wait on the Lamar news. But if Lamar's not playing, you know, like I said, uh we'll just have to do a pivot off of it uh just cuz I don't I don't love the spot without Lamar obviously and I think you can play the Bears defense if Lamar's not playing either and because I think that uh, the dollar uh, dollar savings actually opens up a bunch of other avenues for you in terms of roster construction so um but you don't necessarily need it if you play the KC Dallas game as I kind of laid out and I kind of gave rattled off a bunch of names to you uh, you should be able to put together a very solid lineup this week. So uh, let's get at, uh, let's get out of here. Good luck, everyone, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.